The following program contains scenes and language of a frank and explicit nature. Viewer discretion is advised. We the people tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us. You actually have to be clever at being stupid. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm going to tell you something. I've been to two goat ropings and a county fair, and I ain't never seen no shit like this before. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know the you know the thing. What? You referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. Would that be women? And it's no problem, Lloyd. We'd be classy and sophisticated. Look at the fun bags on that horse home. I'm trying to say Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball. You want to talk about slow? I'll give you slow. He moved so slow, it was like he was raised by a wild pack of turtles. We need a live was there a live rooster? We need a live rooster to take the curse off Jose's glove and I had no idea you could milk a cat. Oh, yeah, you can milk anything with nipples. Y'all have mozzarella cheese picks. I was chatting on AIM with this guy. Prisoners is from England, and I speak fluent American, so there's a bit of a language barrier. But he knew really good English. Jesus Christ on a motorbike. What was that? All right. Welcome. It's been a little bit. I am happy to be here in a room full of God, family, and country, and that's what this room is. Uh, Man, I love being in here. I love doing this. It makes me feel better. I get to talk about things I'm passionate about. I love it. Again, in this room full of God, family, and country, I'm Kevo. I am your host for Unwavering Toxic Masculinity from the Dude's Den. I hope you're well. Uh, I hope you, your family, everyone you love, uh, I mean, even the people you don't love, you know. Um, sometimes I think it's okay that we, um, uh, I think sometimes I've had to learn the hard way. I think sometimes we have to, um, we have to pray and forgive uh, for those that, uh, that have been out there that, have, you know, wished us harm or done us harm. I think... Um, I think it comes a point in our life where we cannot carry that baggage around. Um, I've reached that point in my life. I hope you have to, and genuinely, because that is heavy. It is something that um, it is something that's bad for you. So we don't need to carry that around. Okay, I, trust me. And look, I'm nobody to be preaching to you, but which, you know, it took me a long time, long time, to get to that point. But uh, when you do, you know it. When you do, you just you just know that uh, that you're better off. So uh, so hopefully you're at that point, or you've been you've been to that point. You're already past it, and uh, hopefully it didn't take you as long as it took me. So uh, again, welcome. I'm Kevo, unwavering toxic masculinity from the dudes den, and uh, want to get started. But before we do, as I try to say every show, if you are Democrat. Republican, independent, doesn't matter. If you're out there and you are truly, truly working your butt off for the betterment of my family, this person's family, that person's family, no matter what their party affiliation is or how they vote or whatever, if that's what you're doing, if you're out there working your tail off for all of us, no matter our, our sex, no matter our color, no matter how we identify politically or any other way, thank you. 
Um, that is exactly what we need. Um, we need people out there that are just working for the betterment of the American, American people. And, um, and, and we hope and pray that, uh, that you continue to do that, that you work hard for the American people, and, um, and God bless you. God bless you and yours. All right, so uh, let's get started here. Something that is very near and dear to me is my grandchildren. Uh, you know, I mean, who wouldn't have thunk that, right? Um, I think we all, excuse me, I think we all have our, like our, our, okay, the buck stops here. All right, here we go. All right, everything stops. All bets are off. Now you're getting, now you're getting into a territory that's, you know, quote unquote, you know, pissing me off. Uh, not just me, though. I think, I mean, I think that goes for everybody. We all have that place that once you go there, like, we're like, all right, enough's enough, stop. If you continue down that road, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a different, uh, going to be a, a different side of me. And uh, as I said a moment ago, it, it, it is, uh, for me, it starts with my, my daughter, but she's grown, you know, 26. Huh? But, uh, but her children, which are my grandchildren, all four of them, they are, um, they are the love of my life. They are um, they're the reason I don't give up. And I think it's okay. Uh, I, I think it's okay when I say I don't give up. First off, I think it's okay to stop, get out of a situation uh, that's that's not any that's not positive for you. Take a breath and move into another situation that you can create more positivity and and and, and do more positive things. That's not quitting. That is a. That's just knowing when. That's knowing when to get out of a bad situation. It's that, that old saying that uh, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting different results. So I've, I've been in, in a situation like that, uh, you know, you know uh, here just recently, I had to step out of it uh, because it, I did not see a positive end result. As, as, as it's said. So, um, you know, I've been a business owner for about six years. Uh, it was a catering company and food truck. Then it turned into a brick-and-mortar restaurant. You know, went through COVID, went through a partnership, uh, a divorce, and there was some, some major misallocation slash theft of funds. But I'm not a victim. Should have paid attention better. That's my fault. That's stupid. That's one thing I'll never do again, and that is just assume that because somebody's your friend, they'll do you the right way. That's my fault. 
nobody's fault but mine. Had I paid attention better, I may not be in this situation. But um, uh, because of many factors, the, the current location where we were, um, we had to shut down. We had to close it. Uh, we closed it uh, uh, Saturday, October 1st. And it broke, it breaks my heart. I mean, to tell you, um, as a 46-year-old male, <laughs> uh, red-blooded American, I feel like I'm an alpha male. I feel like I am a leader spiritually uh, for my family. Uh, I've cried more in the last 10 days, two weeks, than I've ever thought I would. That being said, uh, back to what I was getting at, though, was... You know, my grandchildren are my reason why. They're the reason why I, uh, they're just, they're just my reason why. So, that being said, uh, here's the situation. So, this is something that I'm very, very passionate about. I do not think at all. I am totally against the indoctrination of children. I'm against the talking to children. I am against any form of sexual talk in a classroom with children. Now, I am a traditionalist as well. I believe that there are, there are, excuse me, there there are, there are, I believe there are two, two sexes. There are males and there are females. Now, here is where I think we all get crazy. I, for one, do not care one bit. I don't. Like, who am I to say how you should and should not identify? I don't care. I mean, that's you. But it's when you start telling me, telling me, that I have to buy into whatever stock you're selling. And if I don't, I'm a bigot. This absolutely makes no sense. So I am one that believes that there are two sexes. There's male and there's female. I think that's important too. Here's why I think it's important. I think it's important, number one, medically. All right? It is just factual that scientifically speaking, males, females are different. Scientifically speaking, males and females, from a medical standpoint, are treated different. The thing about the thing about this is, is I heard a guy say this on uh, of all places TikTok. 
a couple months ago. And I want you to know of all the ways I tried to, to, to phrase how I felt. All the ways. It took me hearing this guy say this for me to go, that is one of the finest points I've ever had. I mean, ever heard. That's it. And that point was this. I hear you. I hear people out there that says, you know, there's this many genders and that many gen- genders are in, are, 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 they're infinite. You can go on and on and on. And then you hear people saying, well, your gender's in the constellations. It's how you feel. It's, well, I'm, okay. I mean, look, that's what I'm saying. You can feel that. If that's the way you feel, I, fine. You know what? We, you and I don't even have to discuss that. Since when does how you identify you know, man, woman, this, that, the other, become your everyday focal point, your identity, your everything. That's all you got to talk about, et cetera, et cetera. We don't want to do that. You know, we, what, 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 we do not have to do that. But all those, we don't have to do that, and the talking about it, we don't have to do it, all gets lost when it gets into Schools. Now, back to what that gentleman said on TikTok that I was like, damn, of all the things, well put. And that is, in a hundred years, if something happens and they exhume your body, all that's going to matter when they do is how they identify you, male, or female. Because that's how they're going to identify you. They're not going to identify you as, well, this was a trans, non-binary, uh, 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 this, that, whatever, all the terminology. They're not, they're not going to do that. That's not, that's how science works. They are going to identify you as male, or female. And that's it. So therefore to me, well, number one to me, it's because it's just simple biology. But this has all just gotten lost. And then beyond getting lost, we're now, we are now having our children privy to conversations, to things that it should only, only be up to the parent whether or not they want to have this conversation or not. This is not good. Many reasons why it's not good. Number one, the simple fact of the matter is. Bottom line is that when we when we tell our children about sex, 
at a young age. We are filling their heads. Let's be honest. With more stuff than they need to be concentrating, thinking about, talking about, confused about, whatever. That stuff is supposed to happen. That stuff is supposed to happen naturally. And who is supposed to decide is the parents. Now, it's interesting. Just recently, I read that the Arizona Department of Education is offering Q chat spaces for LGBTQ plus youth, 13 years and older, to talk about sex with random adults without parental consent. Okay, so let me read that to you again. The Media Research Center tweeted, the Arizona Department of Education is offering Q chat spaces for LGBTQ plus youth 13 years or older to talk about sex with random adults without parental consent. There's so many key words here, but I think we need to focus on the most obvious of these, okay? All those words together are, are, are kind of scary. And when you get to the words talk about sex with random adults, that's not good. That's not good. And that's an understatement. That's beyond not good. There are multiple things. There are multiple things about this situation that are not good. All right. Let's just start. Let's just start with the most obvious. It's own. It's online. Chat spaces. All right. We all know. We all know that since the history of the internet and the web and the, you know, all that stuff, there have been chat rooms. And we all know it's common knowledge that underage people, youth, children, whatever, get into chat rooms and there have been conversations had between children and adults that are vile, disgusting, sick, gross, etc. What stops that from happening here? You're talking about random adults. Random adults that you do not know the intention of that adult with your child. Again, I go back to the, if your child is going to talk about sex, if your child's going to talk about sex with anybody, it needs to be you. Now, now, I understand. 
I understand the thought of, well, what if your child feels like he or she can't talk to you? Well, that is when your child should go to a teacher or guidance counselor or friend's mom or whatever, uh, uh, depending on the situation, a pastor, a youth, whatever. But that's when that person should go to mom and dad and go, hey, uh, we're just going to use the fake name, Sarah. Sarah came to me and started really, really talking about her sexuality, about how she feels, about what's on her mind. She's not sure of this, that, that. You need to know. It is in no way, shape, form, or fashion a stranger's job to tell your child, my child, whoever, that, hey, really, you feel... So you feel like you should be, Sarah, you feel like you should be a boy. Well, then here, let me give you some information on where you can get hormone stoppers and all that. What? Absolutely not. These are private chat rooms that we don't know what's being said. Why they're saying it. Are they grooming you? You mean to tell me that we just automatically assume, well, anybody in these chat space, they have the best intention for these children. And nobody ever, ever would turn this into something it shouldn't be. Come on, we're not, we all, we're all very intelligent. Uh, I don't care if I know you or don't know you. It is not okay for you to discuss. Sorry, I was reading, I was reading so at the same time, and I was, uh, sorry, let me, let me do that again. <laughs> sorry, I was reading a, something on this article. Okay, it's not okay for you to discuss, my bad, to discuss sex with my grandchildren. That's not okay, man. That's bad. That's that's very, very bad. That is not your place, whether you know my child or not, or, or in my grandchildren or not. Again, unless you're given permission. In this case, my grandchildren. So if my daughter... Gives you permission, okay. If my daughter says to me, Dad, you can give them permission or not give them permission, then okay. But other than that, there is zero reason for you to be talking about sex with children. I don't care how many people are out there. I don't care, you know, this idea, this idea. That the way everybody thought, felt, saw the world 20 minutes ago is now an absolute bigoted, disgusting, vile way of seeing the earth that we're dinosaurs. It's absolutely ridiculous. 
I don't care how you identify. See, I don't. See, if a tornado comes through and there's a tree going through your living room and, and, and I, I work with, with uh, uh, you know, my church and other guys that we, get, we gather stuff, we get out and about and we go to where we're needed to help, just where people need help. I'm not going to stop and go, excuse me, before I help you, how many genders or, or do you believe there's men and women or more? Well, oh, you believe there's more? All right, well, I'm going to go to the next house. See, I'm not going to do that because I don't care. I, I do not care. But I do care when you feel like who you are, how you identify. Well, I need to go to this child Who's not mine? But because I am their teacher, that I need to teach them that it's okay if they're a boy, they want to be a girl, then it's okay. That's not okay, guys. Nothing is okay about that. You cannot honestly tell me that that is okay. That should be allowed. Okay. So, that is not a good deal. Um, another thing, so if I, let me go to number two or whatever. Right, so that's number one. Uh, here's the other one. All right. It is a ta- it's an attack. on the idea of the traditional family. It is. So here's what I say. Just because you identify the way you identify and because you're non-binary, transsexual, pan, uh, pan, Fried actual part, and that's not me. Making, I'm just you got to admit there's so many words and so many terms, and 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 people expect us to believe that, like memorize and go into our phone and identify. Okay, well, this person wants to be the uh, they them, and I no, I'm not doing all that. See, that's where we start losing focus here. But again, by doing this, it's an attack on the nuclear family. First off. I'm saying to you, there is nothing wrong. Who am I to say there is something wrong about you identifying the way you do? So therefore, why should, why shouldn't I get the same respect? So if I'm telling my child or my grandchildren that there is something noble, prideful, amazing about families that have mom, dad, that eat dinner together, that pray together, what is so bad about that? Why do you feel like 
you have to say, well, this child's not going to be ready for this, and, and this child is going to, like, when you are allowed to go into chat rooms and talk to children, strangers now, remind you, talk to children about sex and identifying genders, and the, it is 100% an attack on the nuclear family. And what is wrong what is wrong with a traditional family? Not every single case. I know that. You know, the, 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 the Ted Bundys and the Jeffrey Dahmers and the crazy serial killer people and the bigots out there, you know, that are real bigots, you know, that's the exception, not the rule. A traditional family that have mom, dad, in love. And the children see that. That's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. So why in the world would we, why would we attack that? What good do we get out of attacking that? Or, 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 or being against that? I got to know. I mean, it, it makes no sense. I mean, families where fathers are in the home. Not even in the home. Families where fathers are actively involved in children's lives, even if mom and dad are divorced even if they've never been married. They just had a, oops, pregnant, and they never got married. But those families were mom and dad, co-parent, and they get together, and they discuss, and they make decisions together, and dad's there. What the hell is wrong with that? So if my child or grandchild, at 13, is sitting there thinking, man, I, I, am, I can't wait till I'm an adult, and, and, and one day I'm going to be a, a very involved mom. I'm going to find the most perfect husband one day. You know, it's, if they're thinking those things, who are you to tell them, well, you know, you ought to look at doing that. We're now saying, that the traditional family is a thing of the pe- man, y'all stop, stop. So number one, you don't know the intention of random strangers talking to your child. You don't know if they're grooming them. You don't know what your child's saying to them. You don't know what they're saying. No. So that's number one. Number two, it's an attack on family. Why in the world, why in the world 
would we want to attack the traditional family is beyond me. It makes no sense. A stranger talking to your child, my grandchild, children, whatever, about sex, it also can further divide parents uh, and the children. It, it can create an even further divide. That's not good. Look, some conversations aren't easy. Some conversations aren't cut and dry. Some conversations aren't black or white. Some have gray. When a 13-year-old comes to their mom and dad and says, I believe, I know my name's Sarah, but I, I believe I want to be Stephen and I want to be a boy. Excuse us if it's not so cut and dry. And we just go, oh, okay, okay. Oh, really? Okay. Let me, uh, let me get, shit, let me get the, uh, let me get my American Express out. Uh, let's give her all your clothes. Let's repaint your bedroom. Let's do, come on. Slow down. All right. If a boy named Stephen goes to mom and dad and says, hey, I, I, I feel like I'm, a female trapped in a, in a, in a boy's body. Um, I, I, I would like to be identified and known uh, as Stephanie. We do not, under any circumstance, need to have a stranger telling them where they can find a hospital with a penis saw. We don't need to do that. We don't need to say your parents are stupid, they're ignorant, they're bigots, they're this. We don't need to do that either. Stop. This is not a good thing. The divide it can cause is horrendous. It also can teach them to just absolutely just go, anybody that says anything, they just, oh, hey, you, you just trust them. Any stranger, anywhere, anytime, whatsoever. It's just teaching them to just trust anybody. That's not good. It's not good for it to open a door for any adult whatsoever that wants to train, groom, indoctrinate your child to be allowed to do. It's not good to bash and talk negatively about the nuclear family. That's, that, that, these, these are not good things. What, what is the problem? It, it it's scary. All right. Another thing. It will make it 
even harder for for your child, my grandchildren, whoever's on this in this chat room or whatever. It'll make it harder for those children to differentiate which adult has good intentions, which has bad intentions. It's going to make it more difficult. I do not want our children my grandchildren, your children, whatsoever. I don't want them talking to someone I do not know, do not know their intentions, do not know how they think, do not know anything about them. Talking to our children about something so freaking critical I say freaking because I'm really working hard on not using that 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 other F word. I gotta get better. And I, I'm trying. I don't want them talking to people like that. We don't know their intentions. And that's gonna make it even harder for children to know their intentions. I mean, children are supposed to just go around thinking. At this point, all right, everybody I talk to has got the best intentions for me. That's not the case. It's not the case. You know, I heard Dr. Jordan Peterson uh, not long ago say something just brilliant. 13 years old, we're supposed to let these children just decide if they want To be an opposite sex. 13 years old, if these children want to start taking hormone blockers or this, that, the other, they're just supposed to, okay, okay. You have hospitals doing surgeries. You have parents giving permission. This is not okay, man. Not okay at all. We are mutilating children. At 13 years old, if I would have filled out a form and said, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'd have said a baseball player. At 14 years old, what do I want to be? I'd have a tugboat captain. Yeah, at 15 years old, I'd have said, uh, I just, I, I want to be, I, I want to be a peacemaker. I want peace and love all over the world. 16 years old, I would have said, that I, yeah, that was during my, that, yeah, man, I loved hair metal, so it's a big part of my life. I walked around with a hairbrush all the time, singing in the mirror. I would have said, I want to be like Sammy Hagar. Yeah, or Jeff Keith from Tesla. Tesla's still my uh, favorite band of that generation. Love those guys, man. But anyway, I would have walked around and said, I want to be a singer. You would have heard me sing. And most people would have said, eh. so, so let's go back to this tugboat captain thing. The point is, is 
we change our minds so much as adults. Let alone how many times we changed our mind as kids. And if you don't think a huge, huge, huge portion of these children are doing things like this, saying things like that for attention, if you don't think they're saying things like that because something they see on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, you're wrong. You and I both in our guts know that's a lot to do with this. A lot to do with it. But I heard Jordan Peterson talking about we don't let them vote at 13. We don't let them drive at 13. We don't let them buy tobacco at 13. We don't let them buy alcohol at 13. We don't let them... Easy, because I know I'm fixing to say it. And you're going to go, well, they get... Hang on. We don't let them buy guns at 13. Before you go, before you go, I'll bet they get them anyway. Yeah. They do. That's the exception, though. Not the rule. That's the exception, not the rule. We should not let a 13-year-old make a life-altering decision. We shouldn't let a 14, 15, 16, or 17-year-old make life-altering decision that has irreversible consequences of, of just epic, epic proportions. We shouldn't do that. That's not good. We have got to stop giving in in the name of tolerance. Sorry, I hit that mic because I use my hands when I talk. My bad. I'm telling you. Back in the days of Nazis. There were some situations that were given into in the name of tolerance. This is not good. We do not need to do this. And no, do not say that I am comparing parents that do this at 13 when their children are 13 or 14 or 12 or however old or whatever do not say I'm comparing them to Nazis I am simply stating during that fascist movement there were things and situations that were just uh, okay all right we'll accept it in the name of tolerance there were but if we don't let our children vote, drive a car, smoke cigarettes, drink alcohol, or I mean, 
why are we letting them, why are we saying it's okay to have discussions with strangers? And then in, 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 in a lot of cases now, make life-altering decisions that man is a bell that when it's wrong, it can't be unwrung. You remember years ago, I remember, I remember reading years ago that the safest age, the safest age was like 10. Because at the time, this was before Twitter and FaceSpace and all these other things. At the time, a 10-year-old knew some pretty basic things. Like, most 10-year-olds knew. Before we cross this street, I need to look both ways. All right. Most 10-year-olds knew. Say no to drugs. Most 10-year-olds knew. I don't need to get behind the wheel of this car because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Most 10-year-olds knew. You don't look at a teacher and or adult, community leader, whatever it may be, your friend's mom, whatever, and say, Hey, F this, you, and F this, that, and uh, so forth. They, they, most 10 year olds knew not to do that. They knew to, to not talk back to adult, most. And the most important one is we would tell our children not to talk to strangers. Now, now, now we're telling them not only to talk to strangers, but talk to them or get life advice that can harm them forever. This is not smart. This is not good. This is not about how you identify as an adult. That's, it's not about that. Nothing to do with that at all. It's up to us as mom, dad, grandpa, grandma. My wife's going to kill me for referring to her as grandma, but, you know. So, uh, uh, Maymay, Cappy, Pappy, Mammy, whatever, whatever it is you go by. It is up to the family of the child to explain, discuss, talk with, etc. said child about things, ways of the world, including sex, gender, etc. I mean, if I teach my grandchildren to pray before a meal and they're sitting at school and they put their lunch down, and they quietly put their hands together and pray, and you walk by and go, hey, that, that, you know, that's, you shouldn't do that. 
who the, what the hell is that about? I certainly, certainly wouldn't have them walk by and tell people that aren't praying, hey, you need to pray. No, that's between. Every time my grandchildren and I get together, we bring that up. At some point, bring that up. If you want to, at school, quietly pray and say the words to yourself, fine. If the person next to you doesn't want to, then then you, you don't ask them. You don't tell them they need to. They're not your responsibility. You are your responsibility. But now we're teaching our children to talk to strangers. Just any strangers. I mean, has that set in? That for years. Years. We told them not to talk to strangers. Now all of a sudden, it just... And no, the, it's not necessarily the parents. I'm not telling them to do it. But our education system is telling them to talk to strangers. Not to mention a whole nother part of this that still on subject is the industry surrounding transgender surgeries is expected to reach five billion. By the end of the decade. So, Villa, uh, via, excuse me, Villa, via DailyWire.com, according to a recent report from Grandview Research, the sector saw a $1.9 billion valuation last year and is forecast to expand at a compound annual growth rate of more than 11% through 2030. The rising incidences of gender dysphoria and the increasing number of people opting for gender confirmation surgeries are expected to boost the growth during the forecast period. So if I read that to you again, okay, let's start uh, right, right here. The rising incidences of gender dysphoria and the increasing, increasing number of people opting for gender confirmation surgeries are expected to boost the growth during the forecast period. You know, as well as I know, that when I read you that, the culprit, not every one of those people truly want to do that. Some of them are completely confused. Matter of fact, I don't know this to be, this is just an opinion. This is no, this, I'm not stating fact. I don't know. But my opinion is, I bet 99% of them are confused. Referring to a separate study from Cedar sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles, the analysis claimed that 78% of transgender males, transgender males, females who identify as the opposite sex, 
experienced gender dysphoria by the age of seven. If you do not think that the culprit behind this rise in incidences is social media, if you do not think that's the case, then man, we gotta be, we, we gotta be just putting our head in the sand. That's what's gotta be happening. Because it seems obvious to me that is the issue. Demand for gender-affirming operations is slated to accelerate in the coming years as hospitals resume non-emergency services, according to Grandview Research. Many patients are likewise receiving consultations via telehealth, a phenomenon anticipated to have a beneficial impact on the growth of the market in the upcoming years. Uh, while insurance companies such as Aetna, I believe it is, or Aetna, Aetna, and Unicare may cover some components of sex reassignment surgeries, including hysterectomies and overreactomies, Grandview Research said that the government support is also driving the market through Medicare coverage. The report comes amidst scrutiny of hospitals that provide transgender medical services to young people, particularly when they offer services to children. Daily Wire host Matt Walsh recently obtained footage showing a Vanderbilt doctor emphasizing the money such surgeries can bring in, chest reconstruction surgeries, which can be performed on minors, can generate $40,000. And female-to-male bottom surgeries can produce $100,000. Another Vanderbilt doctor called religious objections problematic and said that medical professionals who refuse to perform such surgeries should face consequences. I'm going to read that last part again. Another Vanderbilt doctor called religious objections problematic and said that medical professionals who refuse to perform such surgeries should face consequences. Think about that. There are people out there who feel that if you refuse, this is crazy, if you refuse to mutilate a child by removing her breast or any of or different parts of her female anatomy, or as a boy, his penis, if you refuse to do that, there should be con. I never in a million years would have ever thought we would have genuinely been having 
these conversations. I, I'm just... I, using children for profit and political gain. Just agreeing with it because of the money it generates. Experts agree that using these 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 um, certain medications, hormone blockers, this, that, and the other. Guys, there have not been enough clinical trials conducted to prove the safety and effectiveness long term of using these drugs on these kids, man. But yet there are people out there, and call it what it is, let's be honest, people on the left that just insist on experimenting on these children. Man, this is not good. Um, officials in left-leaning states are intensifying laws regarding child gender transitions. Governor <laughs> Governor and potentially presidential hopeful Gavin Newsom recently signed legislation banning health providers from aiding out-of-state attempts to stop a child from receiving gender transitions via puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, or surgery. In California, we believe in equality and acceptance. We believe that no one should be prosecuted are persecuted for getting the care they need, including gender-affirming care. Man, I, I, I just... Another investigation from the Daily Wire found that at least 47 pediatric gender clinics, 47 pediatric gender clinics across the United States have broadened the scope of their patient criteria to include children they describe in ways such as gender creative, gender diverse, or gender nonconforming. Some of these programs see children as young as two or three years old. Studies indicate that as many as 90% of young people who claim a transgender identity but are not encouraged to socially or medically transition will no longer call themselves transgender and adulthood. Guys, I'm going to tell you, I am extremely tolerant. I believe that everybody on God's green earth, I believe everybody deserves respect. I believe that the Bill of Rights applies 
to all of us. I believe there's situations that are just, there's some situations that are black and white. Some have gray, some don't. If I'm a male that feels like I dress, identify all these ways as a female, Shouldn't be allowed to go in the women's restroom and go in a stall or not and take my penis out to go to the bathroom. I shouldn't be allowed as a male to walk in a restroom and as we've all done in a hurry and we just go to open a stall and there's somebody in there that didn't lock it and your wife be in there or better yet your teen daughter be in there some things just shouldn't be debatable man but yet I mean, here we are. And we're truly, truly at a point where there could be no return. This is not okay. It is not okay. Man, it's not okay. At all. For me to talk to your child or anybody's child for that matter about sex, gender, how they should identify or not identify. That's, this is not okay. It's not okay for you to do it. It's not okay at all for you to talk to my, my grandchildren about it unless given permission. And I got to tell you, as I said when I started the show, there are some roads that people will turn down that make me jump out in that road and hold up a stop sign and go, whoop, whoop, whoop. Nope. We're not doing it. And this, the indoctrinating of children, the telling children that it's okay that they can be, if you want to be a male, you can be a male. Having Strangers having conversations with children about things like this is not okay. Doctors. I'll tell you right now. Doctors performing surgery on minors. Top surgeries where they remove breasts. 
removing the sex organ of a male minor. That's, this is not okay, man. This is not okay. And in any society, it should never be okay. Even having this discussion is not good. We in no way, shape, form, or fashion should even be at this point in society. We should not be discussing trying to stop these conversations in schools. We shouldn't be at this point. But it's only getting greater. And if we think it's not, if you think, I don't think it's going to come to this area. I don't think it's going to be here. I don't think it's going to do... I'm telling you, we're putting our heads in the sand if that's what we're thinking. Not paying attention to something. By the rationale of, eh, I don't think it's going to happen here. And going the other way is not the answer. I myself do not understand how this is something, how this is something that we all universally should just agree on. I don't understand it. I tell you, uh, it's scary. It's scary because, because things like this are irreversible. The consequences that, that the actions of these doctors, the consequences from the actions of these strangers that may be in these chat rooms, like in Arizona, the consequences that they will have or can have are absolutely, the consequences could be detrimental. It is our job as a society to protect our children. And what I'm hearing now is I've actually heard people say we need to protect children from the dinosaurs, the bigots that believe the only way to be is mom and dad. Just This is crazy. This is crazy. We are starting to ring bells that we cannot unring. And what's at stake? Everything. Everything's at stake here.
our children their health, their well-being, their state of mind, their bodies, their ability to reproduce, their ability to change their mind is at stake. And another thing that's at stake that it sounds like the most simple and elementary things of all, that, that all the things, is the truth. The truth is at stake. There are males and there are females. Now, it is not an argument as to how people identify and all these other words existing. I don't, I, I myself don't believe it. However, we don't, if you're, if you, if you're a transgender person, you 100% deserve my respect. And if you're bullied, I swear to you, I will stand right beside you. And let's find the bully and let's punch him in the mouth, or her in the mouth, Whatever. But it doesn't mean that I have to agree with your way of thinking. You have human rights. Yes, you do. I have human rights. And we should all be afforded them. But me agreeing and buying into your thought of all of these different genders is not part of your human rights. But children's safety children's well-being their futures are in our hands are we seriously seriously going to take the life altering changing of sexes we're going to take the word of someone that looks me in the eye and says, Santa Claus is real. We're, we're going to let someone like that say, well, I think I want to be a girl. And just go, okay, all right, whatever you want, let's do it. We're going to let teachers tell them that. We're going to let strangers tell them that. We, uh, we have a problem.
in this country. And it is growing at an unbelievable rate. And that problem, if you ask me, is minors on and involved in social media. That is the first thing we need to address. I'm fine if you say, hey, you got to be 18 to have a Facebook. you got to be 18 to have a TikTok. got to be 18 to have a Twitter. If you don't think that kids get on Twitter and see that so-and-so celebrities that, well, the Kardashians, you know, oh my God, the Kardashians do it. I want, I want to be like that. That's what's happening in this world. Kids are seeing things that celebrities, they're looking at the clicks and the likes and the, and the people going, hey, you be you, you're so brave, you're so, and they're just, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. Man, this has to stop. And if you've got to be 18-year-old to vote, well, then you know what? I say we start making it 18 years old for, for people to be on social media. I think, man, this is dangerous. I love the fact that we have information at our fingertips. But too much of anything, anything, too much of anything is bad. And right now, we're allowing our children to see too much of whatever it is that they want to see. That's a problem. All right. I love you guys. I'm, uh, I'm so happy to be back. Uh, really felt great doing this show. I felt like, you know, a little bit of like me again. Um, but I uh, I can't wait. I'm going to start doing uh, 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 religiously. Start doing two to three shows a week. Please share, uh, like, comment, engage. Let's guys help me out here. I want to make this. Sorry about me making the mic noise. I keep hitting it. I really am trying to make this grow. I'm really, really trying my best to make this something. I'm doing everything in my power to make this something that I can be proud of. That, that that people engage with, okay? So help me out. Let's make this grow. Whether you agree with it or not, let's have open dialogue and have discussions. All right? Please. Love you. From this room here with God, family, country, I'm Kevo. This has been Unwavering Toxic Masculinity from the Dude's Den. Much love.